mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Wow! Welcome to the Abroad Japan Podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, but joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. <laughs> Hello, Chris. We're learning all about uh, mic technique. We're learning all about uh, overindulgence at Five Guys uh, this afternoon because Chris has turned up. Uh, we're not in our normal studio oh. because we've been kicked out by a bigger boy who had a previous booking. We, we, we better move around our week a little bit because of the massive uh, tube strike and train strike that's happening in, in central London uh, and the entire, mm. entirety of the UK, in fact, uh, tomorrow. So we're kind of um, we're in a meeting room. Every day, every day I've come into London, there's been a... A bloody train strike. I'm all for <laughs> having a train strike, just not on the days that I that come you need to London. It. I mean, that's yeah. why train strikes exist, though, isn't it? Like, just to not to piss you off, but to uh, enforce uh, a little bit of worker power. I, I'm down. I'm down to clown with the troop with the train strike and the tube strike. It means I don't have to drive into London. Well. I'm really glad we're recording in what can only be described as a broom cupboard today. <laughs> it's like, what is this? It's my group broom cupboard for quite a <laughs> loud. Groom my cupboard. groom cupboard, where I do my grooming. Grooms is oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. But yeah, no, no I, I, I just, I feel really awful. Um, <laughs> I, the, the one thing I wanted to do on my entire trip here was to like. Have a Five Guys Burger. Have a Five Guys Burger. Some people want to go to the British Museum and see all the stolen relics. Others yeah. want to fly in a spitfire over Cornwall. What? I just wanted to go at Five Guys at King's Cross. I, I would very much check the hard drives of anyone who insists that they want to go for a spitfire trip <laughs> across Cornwall, for crying out loud. But, oh, my God. I, I must have like eaten it without chewing because I feel awful now. And I don't want to eat a burger. Ever again. Ever again. Yes. Never mind. But did you do that five guys in Japan? I thought you might No, have. we don't. Have, we've only got the uh, the stupid expensive one, Shake Shack. Oh, Shake Shack are good. Why is Shake Shack? No, Shit Shack. Shake Shack. Shake Shack's all right, isn't it? It's... Uh, You've got to sell like, your children and remortgage your house to like, actually eat the damn thing. But, I seem like, to recall they have good bur- uh, milkshakes. It's all right. Day, yeah? I, I'm, I, I've always been a little bit biased against Shake Shack ever, saw, ever since I saw like a... It, when it first came out like 10 years ago there was mm. a big like media circus around it and I yep. remember watching like a documentary on it and there were people in Central Park queuing for it right. there used to be like a like a sh- an actual literal shack in Central Park right. where it all started and people were like this isn't a burger it's a revelation and they were like making this burger seem like the second coming of yeah. Christ when it's just a good burger is it, at an insane price point is it fair to say that uh, New Yorkers kind of have that in their locker because they fetishise the uh, pizza a hell of a lot. <laughs> where, where, I think I do. This is probably a very uh, unwelcome and un, un, unappealing um, uh, opinion for many. Mm. But I think pizzas might be a little overrated. There, I said it. Oh, well, I think Shake Shack's overrated. And I think, yeah, pizzas may be a little bit overrated as well. People just eulogise about the bloody pizza, the common garden pizza, like you wouldn't believe it. it's insane. That they do. That they do. <laughs> what else is overrated is. Uh, 
I just did a video with Connor that came out this week. Capsule hotels. Yes. Okay. It's my first time going to a capsule hotel in. I, I said it was my first time going in five years. Someone pointed out it's actually two years. I just forgot. <laughs> but like, I mean, I we, we stay in this place called Book and Bed. Have you seen it at all? Yet? I've not seen. I've not this seen is, the video this yet. Is no, this is not terrible. Yeah. Disappointed. But right. like, uh, it's basically like we think we talked about it in a podcast years ago when it opened. It's basically like a, almost like a library, and they've got mm. these bookshelves and everything, and then in between they've got these little. Beds in the wall, and it's really not good. There's no like ventilation, right? There's no TVs. Hey, look, it's just a wooden bed. Books, books are your freedom. Just kind of like waft a like open a book and kind of like finger the ping, finger the pages and sort of <laughs> pull your stuff down like that. Well, I mean, I did find a copy of Donald Trump's Art of the Deal. Nice, lovely. Which I had in a, Japanese had a or English? Through. It was English. Oh, English God, can right. you imagine Japanese? Why do they get all these English books then? You've got it's a just a bargain basement bin <laughs> in fucking Walmart, but like. God, it was an awful book. But I, like, I, I did a, like an Instagram post of me holding the book, and I got so much hate <laughs> from people that didn't realise I was being like mildly ironic. Mm. And uh, but it's not a very good book. How, is, how course, are you managing to sort of build your entire career across uh, irony and sarcasm uh, to an when audience that frequently it. don't really get it? I don't know. I think that's why <laughs> hemorrhaging my audience. But book and bed, don't go there. Unless you have a morbid fascination with books, mm. it's just not worth it. <laughs> it's just not worth it. But we also went to Nine Hours, and that was really nice. The, you know, the, the capsule hotel that's yes. sort of in yeah, hand, yeah. Like airports. That was nice. Yeah. You can actually sleep in there. It's ventilated. It's nice. It's like a 2001 Space Odyssey-esque white capsule, bright right. white. Really beautiful. What is the policy on bringing your own air conditioning unit into a, a, a <laughs> capsule hotel? Do you only get in trouble? Like a little mister as well. An air conditioning unit? Yeah. How are you going to cool just carry that in your bag? I don't know. Some of them are quite small. We've got one in the studio that doesn't work properly. That's kind of small. You can't bring that along <laughs> in a rucksack. <laughs> but, I mean, you could bring a rice cooker. Yeah, That would be really good, actually, watching you bash out some rice. Well, remember that man who um, cooked a crab in his hotel, in one of the uh, upper hotels? Don't remind me. He was, uh, he, from a few weeks ago on the show, he cooked a crab uh, in the hotel kettle, and uh, they had to fumigate the, fumigate the hotel. It was a real shit show. I, <laughs> I, they fumigate the hotel because of one crab in one kettle. Yeah. You can imagine why it absolutely honked, though. Like, I mean, a, like a new leather jacket, absolutely honking every pot. I put, um, I got in my car this morning because I uh, drive the dog to the in-laws and uh, I'd forgotten that I'd been for a walk the day before and we were driving. So I um, had uh, Lola's, uh, two of Lola's poos uh, in God. bags and I put them in the back seat. I put them on the, not the back seat, put them in the, in the boot of the car. The trunk for the trunk. Americans. And uh, I forgot about them. And, of course, these are compostable bags. So oh there's a little God. bit of seepage, let's say, smell-wise. Uh, so the whole, ha- the whole car just smelled of absolute dog shit. It was a real treat. <laughs> what have we learned from this story? Um, dog shit smells. Dog shit smells. <laughs> dog shit smells. Dog shit smells. Dog shit really smells. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Dawson's got nothing on Aesop's face. No. I'm trying to put you off your next burger. <laughs> yeah, put you off my cappuccino, to be honest. All right, let's crack on with the story of the week from Jeffrey Eaton from oh. Brisbane. Hello, charismatic Chris and pretty Pete. After two trips to Japan, I'm a certified Japanophile. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves, Jeffrey. <laughs> you can't just call yourself no. a, a Japanophile. Panophile. You need a badge. Exactly. Same as an entrepreneur. It's a bit obnoxious to call yourself an entrepreneur. <laughs> you need it, someone else to call you it. Uh, on my first visit in 2017, I had such a weird experience with taxis in Tokyo. I went out to a meetup in Ikebukuro, and while talking to the meetup organiser, I mentioned that I wanted to check out the Blue Note Jazz Club. 
Ooh. She very kindly called the club and found me the last available reservation that night and even booked the cab for me. This is where things got weird. The taxi stopped. The automatic rear door opened. I got in and said to the driver that I wanted to go to the Blue Note Jazz Club. <laughs> if he knows where this place is, I'll be mind blown, given they only know like train stations, Japanese taxi drivers. Um, showing him the Japanese version of the webpage on my phone, displaying the address, uh, he gave it a cursory glance. The driver, in reasonably good English, indicated he knew the club and how to get there. Wow, he's ahead of the curve, <laughs> this driver. Uh, as he took off, I looked up the club on Google Maps to monitor our progress. While we initially started heading in the right direction, after a while, I realised we were not heading anywhere near towards the club, according to Google. I assumed that Google had it wrong and the driver knew what he was doing. 20 minutes into the trip, the driver stopped the car. I looked around at the very quiet neighbourhood I found myself in and sheepishly asked where the club was. <laughs> the driver pointed down an alley and indicated I should walk down there. Oh, no. oh good. Suppressing my spider sense, I... Thank the driver, paid and started walking. After about 100 metres or so, I realised that my suspicions were well-founded and that I was, in fact, nowhere near the Blue Nape Jazz Club. <laughs> Making my way back to the street where I'd been abandoned, I was very lucky to find a different cab. I hailed the driver and on entering the cab, I realised the driver spoke no English at all. Oh dear. I brought the address up on my phone and a few minutes later, I arrived at the Blue Note just in time for the show. <laughs> Happy ending. Have either of you observed other instances in Japan of someone doing an extraordinarily bad job precisely because they wanted to appear doing the opposite? <laughs> anyway, love the podcast, guys. All the best. Jeffrey from Brisbane. It's good stuff. I I mean, I, it, it, and it does happen quite a lot. Like um, We always go back to the, the story of that um, old man in uh, Shinjuku Park. Shinjuku Goen has Goen a park. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, uh, right? he, uh, he, he was basically just letting all the English people in for free because mm. he, he just didn't speak very good English and he was just paranoid he was going to do a bad job. And intimidated, yeah. Styled I, it out. The, the, the two days before I came back to the UK, I went to Shinjuku Park mm. and I was kind of hoping he was, he'd been rehired. He'd been <laughs> get, get a foreign discount. But no, <laughs> they have normal people there now who charge right. normal rates. And Shinjuku oh, Park annoying. has probably recoup some of the $200,000 they lost <laughs> because of that man. Um, yeah. Japanese taxi drivers are usually like obscenely cautious. Mm. They won't go somewhere unless they're 100% certain like they know where they're going. Mm. So that's quite a rare situation there. I don't know what the taxi driver was thinking. <laughs> that's very like un-Japanese behavior. Like usually you have to give like an exact place, either a station or a landmark. Mm. Uh, Otherwise, they just won't go. And yeah. they'll be, like, really weird about it. <laughs> like, I've had one driver who did drive me to the wrong place once, and he lost his shit. He was so apologetic. He got down on his knees. Oh, no! Him. It was like, you know, he, he'd, like, he'd murdered my family. And he was, like, trying to make <laughs> amends. Like, just drive me at the right place. <laughs> just, drive me, just drive me at the right place, man. Was, and he, like, gave me a free taxi ride. Well, Even free taxi ride after wasting your time. Yeah, exactly. And wasted a couple so of hours. That. Time is money. That's what you should have said to him. That's right. Time is, give me your wallet. Get give me to me the Blue Note Jazz Club. And, and Which the, one? The Blue Note Jazz, no, jazz Club seems like, that sounds like a fucking uh, Yakuza Shenmue kind of side <laughs> mission. I've got to meet a sailor in the, in the Blue Note Jazz Bar. I want to go find this place. <laughs> I wonder if it still exists. Yeah. We didn't even find out what district of Tokyo it's in. Mm. Was will, it Ikebukuro? 
Is that what it said in the story? I think that's where they were hanging. Oh, they went to a meet up in Ikebukuro, uh, uh-huh. which presumably uh, maybe maybe it was around Ikebukuro. Either way, uh, they ain't gonna get there. Get yourself to the Blue Note Jazz Club. <laughs> All right, what's going on in Japan this week, Mister? I'm not in Japan. You're still. not in Japan, in so sh- you can you like can enjoy this story from a, a pretty decent distance. Uh, thank God. Um, <laughs> the Japanese police are preparing for a possible Mount Fuji eruption. <laughs> oh, oh dear! No, not another one. Oh dear! Uh, they've started their national uh, police agency has made, started making uh, full preparations for a possible eruption of Mount Fuji. Uh, they've bought uh, dust masks for distribution to local PDs, uh, reckoning that the volcanic ash will just go everywhere. Uh, and yeah, they basically need to um, make preparations for a potential complex disaster, such as a, an eruption occurring after uh, one of those large um, earthquakes that you see mm. quite so often in Japan. Uh, in April 2020, a working group of the Japanese government's Central Disaster Management Council compiled measures against volcanic ash for a possible eruption of Mount Fuji, uh, and if the wind direction is the same as that during the 1707 eruption of the mountain, uh, volcanic ash could fall in the Tokyo metropolitan area, disrupting road traffic, power outages, all kinds of stuff. So you've got to kind of be worrying about this uh, sort of thing inexplicably. I don't know how... It doesn't seem to say that it's definitely going to happen anytime soon, but it's got to be due, isn't it? 1707? <laughs> I mean... The whole time I've lived in Japan, they've sort of said that they're expecting one. Right. Seems like a big eruption in Tokyo that's mm. always expected. And I don't want to be there when that happens. Yeah. But, I mean, if any country can get through it, it's Japan. Like, you know, <laughs> if, if Fuji erupts and there's ash all over Tokyo, yeah. they'll clean it in like a day. <laughs> it's not like the UK, where I flew back from my holiday the other day and like my luggage just disappeared for hours. Oh, yeah. How, did that, how, was, your, how was your trip? Is it yeah, kind of just right. kind of, yeah, just, but, but you lost your luggage. Like, took, took a while to get it back. But, yeah. like, just everything's going wrong here. <laughs> but, like, I, I feel like if it does erupt, it'll be all right. Mm. They'll, they'll be all right. But what it does mean is I don't think I'll climb Mount Fiji again. I was really, like, considering climbing it this year, although mm. I'm not fit enough. Uh, given I've got, like, two months to get fit for it, right. if I were to do it. It's not long enough. Get your... Uh, they do that anymore. You do, do, do a little run every yeah, day. I can't get up the stairs. I can't do anything. I'm really unfit <laughs> at the moment. Maybe we can both have... A, you got your Fitbit. It's fine. Um, maybe we can both kind of have our little... Um, have a little gentleman's wager. Because I need to lose some weight. I need to try and learn how to run. I've never been able to learn how to run. I'm playing a bit of football at the moment. And mm. I, let me tell you, Chris, I am blowing up like a cocaine adult wrestler from the 80s. Uh, when I get in the ring, I'm just immediately absolutely knackered. Like that. <laughs> I feel like that as well. I never thought I'd get this unfit, like where I'm just out so, of yeah, breath. Like I'm running around and I'm just, I'm, I'm just like, I'm absolutely blowing about five seconds in. It's insane. It's not good How enough. quickly... <laughs> It's not good enough. I used to run everywhere. That's what I used to do. Well, at least we won't have to worry about climbing Mount Fiji. No. Uh, can you imagine like getting stilts. up there? Like, Little it's, stilts. It's quite a big mountain. Mm. It's like nearly four kilometres high. And you, could you outrun the magma, though, if it's that big a mountain? It's a video way now. <laughs> I outrun the Fiji magma <laughs> in 4K. Well, you know, the chances are, if it's going to erupt, people are going to be like... Get the Some people are going to be up there, I suppose. I should get down there. Yeah. should fly down there and assess them. airlifted as the magma um, runs down your feet. Well, I mean... It's yeah. I mean, there's a really interesting footage of a mountain a volcano called Mount Ontake mm. in uh, Gifu or Nagano. It's on right. the border. That erupted in 2015-ish around mm. then, and uh, 2014, sorry. And uh, there's video footage of it erupting and people climbing it, and they're running away Whoa. from this plume of smoke. And like, if you watch that video, you'll realise that you don't want to be. It's not a volcano. about the magma. It's about the smoke it's and the, the ash. It's the smoke right. and the ash, and you don't want to be, you know, caught up in that. Yeah. I mean, twice last year, we nearly faced two eruptions. We mm. flew over uh, Kagoshima's 
Sakurajima mm. in the Cessna, God forbid, been erupted <laughs> there, and it would have been swatted out the fucking sky. <laughs> but that erupted like two weeks later, and then of course the uh, Mount Asa erupted mm. a few months after we were there as well. Too much volcano. It would have been too much roasted fucking nasty <laughs> on the volcano. But <laughs> you've got to take these things seriously. These yeah. volcanoes, like it just from the UK. I was doing an interview yesterday about the dangers of Japan and how like it's a safe country, right? Mm. And how it's you know, we, we take it all for granted how safe the UK is. Of course, there's, like, bad people around. Scooter but, gangs. Well, scoot, yeah, the scooter gangs. And salmonella outbreaks in the air. Scooters and salmonella, all the S's. <laughs> Whereas in Japan, it's, like, eruptions of volcanoes and yeah. earthquakes. And yeah, it's, it's definitely more biblical out there, isn't it? it it's <laughs> more biblical. That's why Jesus died there in Almory. Yeah. He, <laughs> but, like... Great place to choose. It's a, it's a strange dynamic, and... Mm. Uh, yeah, you've got to take this stuff seriously. And then certainly the earthquake this year was a kick in the teeth for me. Like, that was the first time I was like, oh, earthquakes are absolutely horrifying. You know, before that, it's just like, oh, my coffee's moving. Yeah. Oh, the desk's moving. <laughs> and then after that, it's like, oh, crap. I don't want to do that It's actually quite again. serious, isn't it? Exactly. Oh, so, dear. And I read a report that uh, if there's an eruption in, like, Niigata, like, they, they expect, like, 6,000 people to die. Because wow. Niigata uh, hasn't really... It hasn't really expected a big earthquake. Mm. So, yeah, these things happen, mm. and these things are inescapable, and uh, I just hope it doesn't happen. Spooky hope stuff. hope Mount Fuji just keeps on ticking and keeps doesn't on do Fuji Don't do anything, Fuji. <laughs> just sit tight. But what an image it would be if it did erupt. Mm. I'd have to get down there really quick. It'd be magnificent. I'd have to drive down there and get you a shot. You wouldn't see it. Yet another day that you can't see it because of the, the ash. <laughs> It'll be in the cloud. I was there a month ago and I didn't see it. Yeah. Again. I'm bastard. <laughs> Honestly. But, uh, yeah. Don't let that put you off climbing Mount Fuji though, guys, if you do mm. want to climb it. The odds of it happening are very low. Yeah. In theory. Agreed. But if it does happen, get a selfie. <laughs> on we'll be back in just a moment with the fax machine, your stories, comments and questions. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
Bam, bam, rack with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners? We've got a message from Raz. Uh, Hello, chaps. I wonder if either of you have ever stripped naked for the onsen, dipped a toe in, and realised it's just too hot for you to get in. What do you do? Panic? Cry? Turn tail and run? Or or are most onsen not going to have this issue? Thank you, Raz. Now, have you ever been to an onsen? It's usually like loads of different little kind of balls of water, You mean like a proper, like, like coming out the... Grass on set. Oh right, like, okay. Well, like, that's what he went. Like right, like, okay. Remote ones, like in Akita, for example. I think they've got the hottest hot spring in Japan. It just bubbles out this mountain. It's like sixty-five, seventy degrees Celsius. How do you, I'd like, yeah. How do you sort of turn? You can't really sort of. How do they stage manage all of these, um, you know, volcanic heat creating pools? They have it in like Iceland just, quite long. You're like, how have you controlled that to be? The exact right amount of hotness. Put some cold water in it. Isn't it? <laughs> some cold water. Mix it with yeah. Evian. Yeah, probably. But like you know, there's videos of like there's just for some reason really old people can withstand like unimaginable. Heat. Yeah. And there's like videos of just an old man in this like 65 <laughs> degree. Is that that's really man hot, soup. right? That's like 65. dangerous. I think I have myself and my partner have very different ideas about what creates <laughs> what is a pleasant shower, and there's something wrong with the heat thermostat in the shower upstairs. Mm. Uh, so we've got to kind of adjust it on the boiler. Yeah. So I can oh withstand about f- cracking off a fifty, which she's Jesus. very much for. Like, but like room te- like uh, body temperature's thirty seven. So it's not yeah, like yeah, it's I like know. it's not like it's insane. So I, I can get up there with your forty six and your forty sevens. But yeah, yeah, anything more than that is just absolutely like scorching. I think scalding like, I've area. Done like forty eight. The, yeah, you know, but you put your foot in and it like will burn, especially in winter in the cold. Yeah. You go, your body's cold. <laughs> you put it in and it's incredibly painful. It but takes it's a while. So hot, it's numb, kind mm. of thing, right? But no, like there's some formidably hot hot springs, and it's a real shame. Sometimes I stayed in um, uh, what's it called? Um, Ginzan Onsen, really right. beautiful onsen, Yamagata, a few months ago, and uh, I was really looking forward to the hot spring because that's mm. what it's famous for, as well as the old buildings and whatnot. And uh, I went to the the bath and I dipped like my foot in and it was just searing <laughs> unimaginable pain it was like boiling a kettle like absurdly like almost as hot as that and yeah. I, I realised there was no way in hell I could go in right and it's sort of like really I was really disappointed I got, all day I was like oh it's cold I can't wait to sit in a nice <laughs> hot onsen and relax and unwind and I couldn't do it because it, yeah. it literally just burnt my toes when I put them in <laughs> so it's a real shame hopefully you won't get unlucky uh, th- it's the naturally occurring onsens that are like supernatural and they don't mix it with any cold water the mm. ones you've got to watch out for right okay because um, they can be quite variable yes. in the heat profile so to speak and not fun but they are rare they are rare don't worry mm. about it um, we've got one here from Jamie he says Jamie here after moving through many hot and humid countries I've noticed that insects and bugs have become a topic for concern when I eventually travel to Japan my question is there anything to be worried about when it comes to creepy crawlies in Japan. Thanks, guys. Keep up the laughs. Jamie. You know what? Two weeks ago, I was driving through the great British countryside, yeah. wind in my hair, Duran Duran on, and a fly came in and hit me in the head, and I was like, oh, that's annoying. And about five minutes later, I felt this incredible pain in my shoulder. Oh, right. And I went to like hit it with my finger, and there was, it was a bee, and it stung ah. the back of my shoulder. And somehow, as I sort of moved it away, and like hit it away... The stinger stung my finger as well. Oh, right, okay, which yeah. Which I don't know how it did, because they say, like, once a bee stings... Mm. There's still a bit dies. of poison still in there. Yeah, I must have, like, hit the... Fucking, hit the nail on the head. Hit, yeah, hit the bee on the head, and that just, like, hit the tail, whatever, and... Ooh. It was so painful, like, driving, with this, like, poison in my shoulder, like... <laughs> it was so unimaginably painful. And it's the first time I've been stung since I was, like, four years old. Yeah, I don't... I, I'm sort of obsessed with it, because I, I live at the seaside now, and, and I... 
like jumping in the sea. But there is a part <laughs> of me that sort of goes, oh, God, I've, not, I've never been stung by a jellyfish. I just want to get it out of the way so I just know what it feels like. Probably like a bee. Yeah. Oh. But again, I can't remember. I was stung by a wasp when I was a kid. I've been very lucky uh, that I'm not that delicious to uh, these animals. Have you... There's a, there's a YouTube channel, I can't remember the name of it, where a guy just put, like, stings himself. Oh, yeah, it's like, uh, what's the... Ant, he did a the, hornet. The, the big, big and they, rotten ant. There's yeah. The, like, the most pin, is it bullet ant? I think it, it is, I think, yeah. 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 He, uh, he didn't look like he was having a very nice time, like, proper hallucinating, kind of gone mad kind of, yeah. kind of stuff. But it's just the so balls powerful. it takes to do that, to get, like, a hornet, <laughs> put a cup over to it. Know it's gonna, to know it's going to end up stinging you. Like, that, that is impressive. <laughs> I, I take my hat off to him. Don't try that at home. <laughs> As for Japan, you know, you've got hornets. And uh, one time I was filming with Ryotaro in a tea field and I felt something on my head and I hit my head. Mm. And Ryotaro was like, oh my God, that's a hornet. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> and uh, I, was, I was like, oh shit. And I had no idea I came that close to like, getting stung in the mm. actual head. Yeah, they don't, uh, the, the, um, the creepy crawlies in, in Japan, like the, the hornets and stuff are pretty, pretty hefty boys, aren't they? They can kill, mm. they can kill people as mm. well. You've heard anaphylactic shock or whatever but like it depends where you live in Japan certainly up north we're pretty lucky we've just got some bears <laughs> but like in the south you do have a lot more stuff to contend with yeah you see quite a lot of um, uh, caterpillars that'll give you a nasty bite oh yeah well, do right. you remember the episode Journey Across Japan last year we went in like a cave mm, and there was yes. this really weird <laughs> messed up insects <laughs> I'd never seen before and I still have nightmares about yeah we, th- we were like we, you know Natsuki and uh Norm, they ran out the cave <laughs> screaming. It's one of the highlights of Journey Across Japan. Because nobody knew what it was. We had to yeah. look it up and we turned out, luckily it, it was wasn't just, poisonous. It wasn't, didn't it literally say house caterpillar? It's something like that. <laughs> they have some beautiful, stunning, uh, ghastly, stunning guys. Ghastly creature. Ghastly creature. Ghastly. There ghastly creature. But no, uh, don't worry about it. You'll be right. You'll be fine, Jeremy. You'll be fine. Uh, hi, Chris San and Pete San. This is from Saya from uh, Tokyo. I have a question for both of you. You two have been recording a podcast twice a week for about three years, I suppose. Uh, and I'm sure you are both uh, one in a million for each other. But I sometimes wonder, do you ever argue or fight? Saya from uh, Tokyo. Do we ever argue or fight? I don't think so. No. I mean, I think we... Helps we, there's 8,000 miles between us. Yeah, we, it could never get physical. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and it's uh, and I guess it's only like an hour a week, isn't it, really? Pretty much. An well, hour, you know, hour and a half. If Pete did really annoy me, I'd hire someone to like, beat him up. Yeah, like, like, like a hitman. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't need to spend that much money. <laughs> just give me, just give me <laughs> the a, cheapest hit. Just give me a punch in the liver. I'll be, I'll be down for days. <laughs> but no, I don't think we have, actually, yeah. fallen out. I'm trying to think... Did anything happen on the cycle? Did you ever lose your shit with me there? Cycling in the no, rain? No, not really. I think uh, we... No, I think we were... It was. Make I mean, I, your chopstick skills? Because I, <laughs> I had... Uh, yeah, but you've got to remember that I'm a part of my life where I, I don't care what I look like. I don't care what people say about me. Um, I am, I'm, I'm racked with self-doubt and anxiety, but um, a, a, lot of, uh, I, a lot of stuff just rolls off me now. I'm like, yeah, I know I look like shit. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know my hairline's high. It's always been high. Don't He's worry about it. <laughs> I'm bullet ant proof, for crying out loud. No. I, uh, no, I'm, I'm sure we won't fall out anytime soon. No. Famous last words. <laughs> yeah, probably happen. Next time he comes to Japan, I'll probably do something. the nose. Yeah. Punch me on the nose. Dear idea. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to Reborn Japan Podcast at gmail.com, guys. We'll be back later in the week, still over again, but for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days. We'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Reborn Japan Podcast. Mm. Bye for now.
Abroad in Japan is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com